You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan side of network. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store. Find one of our Locked On rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's Tuesday, and the Timberwolves were scheduled to play the Brooklyn Nets at Target Center on Monday evening, and that game didn't happen. You probably already knew that if you're listening to this. The game was postponed uh, due to, or I guess in the wake of and and due to, the, the tragic death of Dante Wright twice now in not even 11 months, what, 10 and a half months has there been the killing of a black man in the Twin Cities area at the hands of police. And the professional sports teams in the Twin Cities all did the right thing on Monday. First, the Minnesota Twins, who were scheduled to play at 1210 in the afternoon, postponed their game with the Boston Red Sox and then the Timberwolves and the Minnesota wild of the NHL followed suit later in the day. And, um, no word yet on rescheduling. And and I'll talk more about that here in a little bit. But, um, first of all, I mean, I think the Timberwolves did the right thing. I think the twins and the wild did as well. And in not, you know, they did the right thing out of respect for the family, out of respect for, uh, Dante Wright's family, his friends, the situation, the ongoing issues of racial injustice, social injustice, uh, police brutality. And there was really no other way for the Timberwolves to handle this. And I, I don't really know, you know, I, I feel like I just had a podcast where I tried my best to to say what I could say about the situation, to offer my thoughts for for whatever that's worth um, on, on just a, another really unspeakable tragedy. And, you know, this is a Timberwolves podcast and that's what I cover 98% of the time on this podcast. That's what we're going to talk about. And yes, this is, you know, if, if this was a, I don't know if this was like locked on heat or locked on pacers, I would, I would say the same things. It, it hits home obviously much more because it's the twin cities, because it's where the Timberwolves play because I, my sister-in-law lives in, in Brooklyn center um, because it's the twin cities community and how much, I mean, obviously that there's that, there's that tie in. I, I I would say all of these things and spend the time talking at the top of the podcast about the Minnesota Timberwolves about this tragedy, regardless. Um, I, and I don't really know what else to say. I mean, at this point, it's, it's really a loss for words situation. And I, I've said this before, and if you've been listening to this podcast since George Floyd's death back at the end of May, I don't remember if it was an early June podcast or when exactly it was, but I gave my thoughts on the tragic 
killing of, of George Floyd and also the the never ending ongoing issues of racial racial inequality and mistreatment of people and specifically young black men at the hands of police. And I, I'm not in any way qualified to speak on this topic, at least in the traditional sense of, of, of being qualified to be an expert on a topic. Right. I mean, but I am, I am a human and I care about other humans and I, I guess that makes me qualified to to talk about how saddened this makes me, how enraged this makes me, and how I can't believe we're here again. And I can't, as much as it hurts me, it's impossible and it always will be impossible for me to truly know what people of color are feeling at a moment like this. And and I can't I can't imagine it. I mean, just strictly from a human perspective, to see something like this continue to happen and it hurts so many people, that that hurts. At any moment in time, a death like this, in this way, any death, is heartbreaking and inexcusable, right? Given the additional context of the trial going on in Minneapolis, the officer, the former officer who is being charged with the murder of George Floyd last May, it just it just adds the additional layer of hurt to the Twin Cities community on, on top of, you know, any one of these incidents, any one of these unjustified killings would be enough. It would be too much, I should say. And here we are with two in a span of 10 and a half months and basically the same city, the same metropolitan area. And the level of hurt is un, is unbelievable. Um, and the Timberwolves to this point, they issued a statement on Monday. Uh, the statement reads, yesterday's tragic event involving the life of Dante Wright once again leaves our community mourning. After consultation with the league and local and state officials, we believe postponing tonight's game versus the Brooklyn Nets is the best decision. The Minnesota Timberwolves and Lynx extend our sincere sympathies to the family of Dante Wright. And the Twins issued a similar statement, as did the Wild. Josh Akogi tweeted out, RIP Dante Wright. The Timberwolves retweeted that. There hasn't been much else or really anything else from the team, from the players. And I mean, that's understandable. I mean, what what else is there to say? And I mean, it feels wrong to sit here and look and talk about the, I mean, I've got, this is a Timberwolves podcast. I'm supposed to talk to you for the next 15 or 20 minutes about Timberwolves basketball. And it seems, it, it doesn't seem quite right to do it. Um, I, I'm going to do it because th- that's what this show is for. But I wanted to talk through as best that I know how, as best as I can, more than acknowledging, but but truly dwelling on the the tragedy, the tragic death of Dante Wright, and the 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 tragic feeling around the Twin Cities and the community. And so I. I mean, I, there's really nothing else I can say. 
Um, and, and I, I, I don't really know what, what to say, where to go from here. I don't know that anybody really does. And, um, you know, it's, it's hopefully I, I truly genuinely pray that this is the last time that this, that this happens anywhere, obviously. Um, but I, I wanted to at least open today's show with that, I guess, conversation that we're, we're all trying to have with those around us and um, just hoping that, hoping that things get better, which sounds so simple and inadequate, but I don't know how else to say it. Um, next up. I am going to, I guess we'll talk a little about the schedule and, and what likely will happen next in terms of on court you know, basketball. I mean, basketball happened elsewhere on the league, baseball, hockey happened everywhere else. Um, so we'll talk about what's upcoming when the Wolves may play. And then I want to touch on some, some, no, no segue here. Just, I want to touch on some two man lineups, the D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns pairing, what that's looked like so far. And, and, and really some of D'Lo's better and, and, the, the good and the bad of his two-man lineups to this point in the season. Again, still a relatively small sample size, but um, I think that, that that'll all be a, a good thing to cover given that D'Lo is now healthy and there's still roughly a month left in the season. So uh, that's what we're going to do. Before we get to all that, though, let's talk about the title sponsor of today's show, and that's Locker Room. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon. Be sure to get started. I'll meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the M- excuse me NBA group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you all on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked on Wolves room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Let's also talk about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person at the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com both at home and in your pocket, Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. They always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com's for everybody. Does not require membership or account login. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Again, the prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. They're the exact same for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. 
You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Actually, it was on the show uh, on uh, Locked On Today, today on Tuesday, with Peter to talk about the uh, the tragic situation in Minnesota. Of course, not not a, a, a topic that I was really all that enthused to talk to Peter about, uh, but I, I was on Lockdown today. Be sure that you're listening to that show. It's it's a, a, a really good kind of daily synopsis of everything around the sports world. So be sure that you're following the, the uh, Lockdown Today podcast if you're not already. Okay. Um, I guess let's briefly touch on schedule and uh, where we think we're going from here in terms of the Timberwolves schedule. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reported on and I believe I, Bobby Marks as well, both from ESPN, said that it's likely that the Timberwolves and Nets would play on Tuesday in Minneapolis. Uh, the Nets play on Philadelphia, in Philadelphia on Wednesday. The Wolves are at home against the Bucks on Wednesday. So I, the other piece, which I think is the Bobby Marks piece, was if, if they don't play Tuesday, then at some point later this season, one of the two teams will have to play a back-to-back-to-back, play three consecutive games, which of course never happens unless it's a locked uh a lockout season. So I guess it happened about what, nine years ago now or so. Um, but obviously the league doesn't want that and the players don't, but will, will the players feel that playing Tuesday is the right move? We don't know. Um, it, at, as of this recording, which is, I guess, late Monday still, uh, we don't know. We don't know where this is going to land. It's of course, not the most important thing in the grand scheme of things, uh, not even close given everything that's going on. Um, so we'll see what happens. And, and of course, either way, we'll be back on Wednesday with the show um, to talk about either a game from Tuesday night or uh, something else. But I'll definitely be back with the show on Wednesday. Uh, today, though, we're not done today. I'm going to talk a little bit about two-man lineups um, on today's show. And D'Angelo Russell is back. He has played in 24 games so far this season, 24 of the Timberwolves 54 games, so not quite half of the Timberwolves games this year. And uh, I mean, he's had a a solid season offensively, 20 points a game. He's shooting over 40% on threes, which uh, for his career, D'Lo is a 36% three-point shooter. This would easily be a career high. He's never been above 36.9% for a season. So he's shooting the three ball extremely well this season. He's been terrible defensively. I've talked about that. And so a lot of the advanced metrics don't love his season to this point. Now, He's since already, since he's been back from the knee surgery, he's improved those numbers quite a bit. I mean, he's already climbing up, you know, the wind shares and the box plus minus and the, and the real plus minus and all that stuff, just based on how efficient he's been offensively. Um, he's finally getting to the free throw line a little bit, a little bit more, believe it or not. And this is, this is damning for Anthony Edwards, but Delo's free throw rate is actually a couple percentage points higher than Anthony Edwards. Um, so one way of saying this would be on 22 and a half percent of Delo's field goal attempts, he is getting a free throw attempt and Anthony Edwards free throw at his point two. So 20.2% of his field goal attempts, he's getting a free throw attempt. Um, so Delo is getting the free throw line more often than Anthony Edwards, despite the fact he doesn't shoot the ball at the basket nearly as much because he is crafty because he knows how to get a shot off, et cetera. So you know, the nice thing about two man lineups is that it does, you know, we're going to talk about net rating. So we can, we can parse this by offensive and defensive rating, but net rating is obviously the most important. And the Timberwolves fifth best two man lineup this year in terms of net rating is D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. 
Which ones are better than it? I, you might as well read them. There's only four. Carlton Townsend, Nas Reader, actually number one, which is fascinating and also certainly goes hand in hand with why we're seeing a little bit more of that, depending on the matchup. Because we've seen some games where, I mean, for the longest time, Ryan Saunders was completely averse to, to allowing this to happen at all, Inclu- dating back to last year. Um, last season, he wouldn't play Townsend Reed together. He did it very sparingly this year. And Finch has had a stretch of games here and there where he just hasn't done it. And then he's gotten into, you know, Reed closed the game alongside Towns on Sunday in their win. Um, so we're seeing more of it in only 98 minutes, extremely painfully small sample size. Nas and Cat are an 8.5, a plus 8.5 together, by far the Wolves' best two-man lineup. Um, Jade McDaniels and Jake Lehman, believe it or not, are second. And then the rest of them are all going to have Carl. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Towns and Wancho are third. Wancho and Jade McDaniels are fourth. So a couple of Wancho pairings. And then D'Lo and Carl Anthony Towns are fifth. In 166 minutes over eight games, there are 4.9. So of the ones above them, the only one that was a smaller sample size is Towns and Nas together. Um, so a small sample size to be sure. However, we're talking about two recent all-stars, right? I mean, these are guys who we know are good offensive players. So there's not really smoke and mirrors here. We know that they're both really talented offensive players. There's a reason that Gerson Rosas believed that this pairing would be dynamic and he's been right. Their offensive rating is 119.6, which is off the charts. Um, That's the third best offensive rating of any Timberwolves two-man pairing. Their defensive rating is is not great, 114.7, but it's not atrocious. And of course, that's why their net rating is at a 4.9. So um, we've seen some great minutes with D'Lo and Towns together. You also could look at the Wolves' worst net ratings, and you're not going to find Towns anywhere on the list of worst Timberwolves net ratings. In fact, you've got to go, like, if you sort on NBA.com net ratings and go worst to best, you don't find a single one with Towns, not surprisingly, on page one. You don't find a single one with Towns in a, in a worst two-man lineup until the very bottom of page two. So like basically a middle case lineup for the Timberwolves. The worst two-man lineup involving Towns is Towns and Jarrett Culver, which is a negative 4.6. So that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Look at bad net ratings with D'Angelo Russell. Their third worst one on the season is D'Lo and Jarrett Culver together is a minus 18.9 in 225 minutes. Culver was a really big part of the rotation early in the season. And so they played a lot of minutes together early on until both of them have had injuries um, and missed time. D'Lo also has a really bad two-man lineup rating with Nas Reed, which is about the Wolves' seventh worst. It's a minus 16.7. There's a couple other D'Lo ones on this, on this, uh, on this, uh, I guess, on the list of the worst net ratings. And a lot of it's due to offensive rating, not necessarily just defensive. But for instance, the D'Lo Culver defensive rating is 120.5, which is not good at all. It's bottom, uh, it's tied for the fourth worst Timberwolves defensive rating for two-man lineup. So all that to say, Towns and D'Angelo Russell together are entirely dynamic. And we saw this at the end of the victory on Sunday against the Bulls when, I mean, Chicago just couldn't, you trap D'Lo and you leave Towns wide open. And unless you're really crisp on the back end rotations, you're not going to be able to slow down the Timberwolves offense. If you don't trap D'Lo, he's either going to just make a contested mid-range jumper because he's really good from the mid-range. He'll pull up and shoot a three from 29 feet. Um, or Towns is going to roll to the rim and he's going to find a way to get him the ball or they're going to swing it to the corner to somebody else. It's, it's really an unstoppable two-man game. Um, and 
D'Lo was hot the other day. I mean, if D'Lo's off, it's, I mean, you could say that about anyone, but it really does feel like D'Lo's got these games where his mid-range jumper, you just can't, like, he's going to make it every time. Then he's got games where it's in and out and he's just a hair off and you can just kind of tell. He had several of those early in the season. The first game after Towns got hurt, that terrible loss at the LA Clippers was one of those games for, for Russell. Um, But together, the two of them are so good offensively that I would expect this net rating to keep climbing and it will be the Wolves best two man rating. Um, And in terms of minutes, it's going to get up there really quickly as well. The Wolves most played two man ratings all include Anthony Edwards basically at this point. And they're all kind of just barely negative. Um, And the Wolves first positive two man rating, if you sort by just sheer minutes is Townsend Beasley. And it's roughly like 12th, their 12th best lineup this year. Two man lineup has been, or sorry, 12th most used two-man lineup has been Townsend Beasley together, and they're a plus 1.3. So not surprising that Beasley and Towns are both involved in one of those lineups. So it gives you a sense for this this Beasley-Towns-Russell lineup together, that three-man lineup could be just completely unstoppable. Um, Now, we've barely seen it on the court, you know, the first two games this year when they went 2-0 and then uh, very briefly, when Towns came back, we saw a glimpse of it, but we've seen, and now, of course, Beasley's out again. So we've seen very, very little of those three together, and certainly not when Anthony Edwards was any meaningful part of the rotation, at least not in the starting lineup. So, I mean, there's plenty of hope there, again, offensively. And it's what I talked about all offseason, that the Timberwolves are building a team that can't be stopped offensively. The question is, can they get guys to defend? And, and that's always always the question with the Timberwolves, always the question with Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. So um, that will be the thing that we have to continue to keep an eye on here moving forward. But these D'Lo two-man lineups are absolutely encouraging. Um, Okay, next I want to talk about a couple other two-man combinations and I I guess the upcoming schedule in general, uh, talking beyond if if the Wolves and Nets play Tuesday, don't know yet, uh, but I want to get into all of that here next. Before we do that, let's talk about our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA, MLB, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked on. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and more. Four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever. You get podcasts. Okay, I, I said we were going to talk more two-man. Let's talk five-man lineups, actually. Um, as long as we're having fun with the lineup tool on NBA on, on uh, stats.nba.com, right? Um, of the Timberwolves, they have... Okay, so the Timberwolves have six lineups this year that have a, a positive net rating that they've played more than 25 minutes together as a five-man unit, which doesn't sound like a lot, but remember, we're talking five-man units. So... You know, starting lineups mostly, um, and then some second units that play a lot together. Because, because if you're getting, I mean, obviously, if you're getting five guys together, it's only going to happen for a certain chunk of time. Like, for instance, 
you know, the Wolves' most used lineups are barely over 100 minutes together in terms of five-man lineups. So what I did is I sorted by 25 or more minutes, and then I sorted by best net ratings. And there's six that have a positive net rating. Five of them, well, let's do this. Four of them include Carl Anthony Towns. Four of them include Ricky Rubio. And three of them include Malik Beasley. But five of them, five of the six positive net rating lineups with over 25 minutes played together as a unit include Jaden McDaniels, which surprised me a little bit, um, honestly. Jade McDaniels is uh, in numbers one, three, four, five, and six of the Wolves' best net rating lineups this year. Um, the number one lineup has only played 20, 29 minutes together, and that's a Jordan McLaughlin-led group. Jordan McLaughlin, Anthony Edwards, Malik Beasley, Jade McDaniels, and Carl Anthony Towns are a 26.1, a plus 26.1 in net rating in only 29 minutes. The second best is a unit that's played 111 minutes together, and that's Rubio, Beasley, Edwards, Jared Vanderbilt, and Carl Anthony Towns. Vanderbilt's actually in two of these lineups as well. Um, Incidentally, one of them has both Vanderbilt and McDaniels in the same lineup with Vanderbilt at the five. That one was also a positive, and that was a a long lineup. Rubio, Noel, Lehman, Vanderbilt, and McDaniels. So there's something in common here. You're talking about lineups that have at least one plus defender on the floor, right? These aren't like backcourts with D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley on the court together or D'Lo and Rubio and Malik Beasley or D'Lo Rubio and Jarrett Culver, right? I mean, these are lineups that have at least one rangy long defender, McDaniels or Vanderbilt or both. It's not surprising that most of them have Rubio and most of them have Towns because they're both uh, basically two-way players. I mean, obviously Rubio is offensively challenged on some level, uh, on on a, an obvious level, and Towns has struggled defensively at times throughout his career, but been much better this year. So, looking at these five-man lineups, what carries through? I think it's I think it's really interesting to see Jaden McDaniel's presence in five of these six lineups, and um, you know, always basically always at the four, but we've seen the Wolves play him at the threesome as well, and. Um, he he is just a, a really high ceiling, potentially dynamic two-way player. Um, and and this this tells a story, right? Carl Anthony Towns is on every single one of these except for two. And uh so he's on numbers one, two, five, and six. And then if you go down the list, he's on basically every every other one that's even close to to even in terms of net rating. And, uh, you know, I, I'd really like to see the D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns pairing along with some other mixture of players, probably Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards as a four man lineup that should climb this rankings in terms of minutes played as well as net rating. We still haven't seen that lineup together enough to get any sense for what the true net rating is going to be. Um, it's not really registering here on on uh, NBA.com because we just haven't seen it enough. All of Russell's top lineups don't include Carl Anthony Towns because they've played eight games together this year. Um, so that is obviously going to be what we're looking for. It's what Rosas is looking for. It's what everybody's looking for over the next few weeks. And we'll see... We'll see where those lineups end up ranking with Towns and Russell both in them, but we'll definitely keep keep tabs on it here. When the season's over, it's going to be a lot of fun to go back through and talk about the Wolves' best two, three, four, and five-man lineups. We'll definitely do that. Um, taking a quick peek ahead at the Timberwolves' schedule over the next week, 
again, we don't know if the Wolves and Nets are going to play Tuesday or not. If they don't, they play the, the Wolves host the Milwaukee Bucks on Wednesday and then the Miami Heat on Friday. So a couple of additional really tough games later this season. At some point, they probably would have to play three consecutive games in, in three days to add in that Brooklyn Nets postponement. And because the Nets are a playoff team, I'm sure that that's going to happen at some point. And then the Wolves are in Los Angeles to take on the Clippers on Sunday. That's an NBA TV game, a 9 p.m. tip central. And then a back-to-back in Sacramento Tuesday and Wednesday next week, both 9 p.m. central tips at the Sacramento Kings, who, of course, the Wolves uh, just defeated a week ago Monday. Uh, back on the 5th, they beat by 10 at Target Center. So once we get past this uh, Bucks, maybe the Nets, Heat Clippers gauntlet, then you talk, you know, you're talking two games against Sacramento, a couple tough ones again against Utah, but then you get Houston, Golden State, New Orleans, Memphis, all winnable games. Um, and then maybe a return of Malik Beasley towards mid May. You know, I would, ex- I would not expect that, but even without Beasley, the Wolves should be able to, you know, two games against Sacramento, one against Houston, one Golden State, one New Orleans, one Memphis. That's what six winnable games in a pretty in like an eight game span. And, and the Wolves should be able to win at least three of those six games. Towns and Russell are that good and that dynamic offensively that I, I don't think that's crazy at all. Um, so at any rate, if there's a game between the Wolves and Nets on Tuesday, we'll have a post game podcast that posts late Tuesday into early Wednesday. If there is no game, we'll still have a show on Wednesday. So be sure that you tune in. If you're not already following, you can follow lockdown wolves anywhere that you like to listen to podcasts. Of course, that includes Apple, also Google, Spotify, and the all new Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y, the Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at LockedOnTWolves and uh, at B-Beacon. That's B-Beacon, two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. Today's title sponsor of the show is Locker Room. You can download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. That's all we have for you today. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Wolves podcast of course, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. And uh, that's all we have today. Thank you for listening. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.